Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. This episode provides specific detailed information about tooth development and eruption. This information is an essential foundational element of the clinical application of charting a dentition and discovering the variants of normal that may exist in patient populations. You should expect to know the eruption dates of all the teeth in the dentition and be able to apply that information to case studies, to lab activities, and future clinical applications as you progress through the program. Tooth development and eruption is such a fun and unique stage in our development. Often we take for granted all that has to occur in the process for all things to happen to bring our smile to life into adulthood. You will learn all about the development and eruption process through this podcast. The process of tooth development is known as odontogenesis. And in this episode, we will review the physiological components of each of the stages of development. Now, human teeth are considered to be heterodont, which is defined as teeth that contain various shapes. And although the human dentition is considered heterodont, each tooth type goes through the same process of the stages of development, even though they might not do this simultaneously. Each tooth type goes through all the stages of development. The first stage in the developmental process is known as initiation phase, and this occurs around the sixth week in utero. The dental lamina, which is a membrane containing the organs of future teeth, develops in the oral cavity epithelium. Now, this primitive development of the oral epithelium at this stage takes on a very basic shape, and this will later form the arches of the dentition. Now, while the oral epithelium is being created, the ectomesenchyme that is proliferated from the neural crest cells arrive on the scene. The neural crest cells will continue to provide support in all the remaining stages of development for proper development and tissue formation. And these neural crest cells will instruct the overlying ectoderm to begin tooth development. The basement membrane is an acellular component of the oral cavity, and that lies between the oral epithelium and the ectomesenchyme. Now, as the oral epithelium begins to develop and inject itself into the ectomesenchyme, the development of a primary epithelial band of tissue divides into a lingual process known as the dental lamina and a buccal process called the vestibular lamina. This begins in the anterior portion of the mouth and then it proceeds in a posterior direction. The dental lamina serves as the primordium for the ectodermal portion of the deciduous teeth. Now, as all this is happening, dental placodes begin to form within the dental lamina. Now, dental placodes are the main epithelial structure that is involved in tooth formation and they initiate the formation of individual tooth germs 
in the developmental process. The second stage is called proliferation, and this is defined as a reproduction of new parts. This stage is also known as the bud stage. During the proliferation, the dental placodes grow into a bud shape that eventually penetrates the ectomesenchyme. Now, this stage typically begins around the seventh to eighth week in utero. In this stage, the dental placodes develop into buds and these buds develop. They proliferate into the ectomesenchyme and look kind of like little knobs. Now, each of these little knobs that grow from the dental lamina represent the enamel organ formation. And this forms the deciduous tooth and begins in the mandibular anterior region. The third stage is known as the cap stage and can be referred to as the differentiation stage. The tissues of the oral cavity begin to acquire different functions and they become more specified. This process occurs in two different ways. Morphodifferentiation, where there is a change in the shape, and histodifferentiation, where there is a branch into different tissues. This stage begins around the ninth to 10th week in utero. In this stage, the dental placodes form the enamel organ and the ectomesenchyme form the dental papilla and the dental sac. The cap stage is full of distinct changes and allocation of roles begin to develop. During this stage, the cap stage of the enamel organ is formed. The enamel organ is the enamel covering and it derives from the ectoderm. The dental papilla makes up the inner or live part of the tooth and that is derived from the ectomesenchyme. The dental papilla creates future dentin and pulp for the inner part of the tooth. On the outside of the cap of the enamel organ is a dental sac that's formed. The dental sac, which is derived from the echomesenchyme, surrounds the enamel organ and the dental papilla. The dental sac gives rise to the cementum, the periodontal ligament, and the alveolar process. And by the end of the cap stage, the cell differentiation has occurred and the enamel organ and dental papilla that's encapsulated in the dental sac is now known as the tooth germ. The fourth stage of tooth development is known as the bell stage. And this stage occurs around 11 to 12 weeks in utero. Differentiation and specification continues in this stage with further development occurring on all aspects of the tooth germ. The enamel organ begins to develop into a crown form and organic matter begins to set down in place for both tissue and tooth formation. Amelioblasts, which are um, enamel forming cells, encourage cell growth to form the enamel covering of the tooth. And odontoblasts, which are dentin-forming cells, encourage cell growth to form the dentin. Now, during the bell stage, the dental lamina becomes longer, thinner, and eventually loses its connection that it has with the oral epithelium. This loss of connection also happens between the tooth germ and the enamel organ 
and dental papilla continue their histodifferentiation and morphodifferentiation to complete this stage. Polygonal cells that are located between the outer and inner layer of enamel epithelium begin to separate during this process. This is a result of water being drawn into the enamel organ from the surrounding dental papilla. Now this changes the shape of the polygonal cells into star shapes. And although they have a change in shape, they'll still maintain their connection with one another by the cytoplasmic process. As these star-like cells form a network, they are called the stellate reticulum. These are located between the outer enamel epithelium and the inner enamel epithelium. As the enamel formation gets underway, the stellate reticulum collapses into a narrow area, which in turn reduces the distance between the inner and the outer layer of enamel epithelium. The stratum intermedium, which is also located between the outer enamel epithelium and the inner enamel epithelium, is made up of a thin layer of flat cuboidal cells. These cells are responsible for contributing to enamel mineralization. Now let's briefly discuss the inner and outer enamel epithelium. The inner enamel epithelium is made up of a single layer that differentiates into tall columnar cells called ameloblasts, which are responsible for enamel formation. Now this is happening just before ameliogenesis. These elongated cells are attached to one another laterally and to the cells of the stratum intermedium by desmosome. The cells within the inner enamel epithelium influence the mesenchymal cells of the dental papilla, which later differentiate into odontoblasts, which are the dentin-forming cells. The outer enamel epithelium flatten to form low cuboidal cells. The outer enamel epithelium consists of a rich capillary network, and they provide nutrition to the enamel organ. These flat cuboidal cells will later form and produce the dentin. Now the final stage of odontogenesis is the apposition stage. Apposition is defined as the adding of parts. So in this stage, the enamel, dentin, and cementum are further developed. These hard dental tissues are created as a matrix and is characterized as regular and rhythmic deposition of the extracellular matrix, so just continual and constant laying down on this matrix. This type of growth is additive in character, and the matrix serves as a framework to guide the mineralization process along. The maturation stage is reached when the hard dental tissues reach their full level of mineralization in the process. This process does vary in the time to complete the process based on the different tooth types. The development of roots begins after the enamel and the dentin formation have reached the CEJ, cemento-enamel junction. Now, just before the root formation begins, the root sheath forms the epithelial diaphragm. The outer and inner enamel epithelium bend at what will be the future CEJ into a horizontal plane. This results in a narrowing of the cervical opening. 
The proliferation of the cells of the epithelial diaphragm happens at the same time as the proliferation of the cells of the connective tissue of the pulp just adjacent to the diaphragm. Now, it's important to note that the free end of the diaphragm doesn't grow into the connective tissue, but the epithelium actually proliferates coronal to the epithelial diaphragm. In the last stage of root development, connective tissue within the dental sac surrounds the root sheath known as the Hertwig's epithelial root sheath. This proliferates and invades the double epithelial layer and it ends up dividing into a network of epithelial strands. Now the structure that is responsible for the formation of the root is the cervical loop, which is defined as the most cervical part of the enamel organ. The wide apical foramen is reduced to the width of the opening at first and then later is further narrowed by the opposition of the dentin and the cementum to the apex of the root. Now, the Hertwig's epithelial root sheaths are responsible for the sizes, shapes, and number of the roots in the developmental process. Apposition of the dentin within the root areas occurs as a result of induction of the outer cells of the dental papilla within that dental sac to differentiate into odontoblasts. The Hertwig's epithelial root sheaths begin to degrade and they produce the epithelial rests of malaise. Apposition growth of cementum on the root surfaces occurs as a result of the induction of the dental sac cells into cementoblasts, which are known as cementum forming cells. The Hertwig's epithelial root sheaths begin to degrade at this time as well, and while this occur is occurring, the periodontal ligament and alveolar process are evolving into a structured, functional unit. The teeth have one of the longest developmental periods of any organ in the body, and it's really important for the dental professional to have a concrete knowledge of these developmental stages of tooth development and the process by which they possess. This information is key to developing your understanding of dental anomalies that will present in the clinical setting. And this information will go a long way at helping you understand how and when the developmental disturbances occur in the developmental process so that you will have an easier time differentiating and properly treating your patients that present with these dental anomalies. I want you to think about the different tooth development stages, like building a house. And you may never have built a house before, but I'm hoping that this example provides you with some clarity to help you understand the tooth development process. The initiation phase is the stage that gives rise to the idea of building a house. So you have a lot, and you have the plans, and you know what the finished product should look like as you initiate the process. The proliferation or bud stage is the next stage of the process and in this stage things begin to take shape. You have the excavation done and the site developed and now you can see where the house is going to take shape. In the next stage, the cap stage, the formation of the house begins and the foundation gives rise to the building of the frame of the house. 
there is a distinct difference now showing up in your development, and you can clearly see the different components that make up the structure of the house. The bell stage in the process of your house project starts to reveal all the different components of the house. There are distinctions made between the foundation, the walls, and the roof, and your house is essentially morphing into a home. In the final stage of your house project, you use the framework or the blueprint of your house to design and develop the final project. Some of the initial structures that were evident early on in the project are now unrecognizable, like the insulation and the wires that create the electricity within your house. And although you can no longer see these components, they are important elements in the design and development of your house project. Just like the tooth development process, when you are designing and building a house, each step in the process can be interrupted or disturbed by outside influences. And as a result, you can have a change in your final product. Sometimes your development and design can be altered and it's not always evident unless you were aware of the entire design build from the start to finish. Now, I hope that the building of the house helps you really digest and comprehend each one of the stages of tooth development. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying! Join me next time as we dive into dental terminology, which is the study of words specifically related to dental science. It's like the beginning stage of learning a whole new language. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast. Thank you.